Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with other people. I am Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is the delightful and amazing Brooke Keels. And guys, I am so excited about this specific episode. We are going to be talking about a very familiar topic for anyone who's followed Mercy Talk or Mercy Multiplied for any amount of time, and it's the topic of renewing the mind. If you have gone through our Keys to Freedom study, you'll probably remember that this is one of Mercy's seven Keys to Freedom that we utilize within all of our Mercy programs and are really the foundation of who we are as a ministry. And we really do believe that our journeys to freedom hinge on our ability to understand and walk out this key of renewing the mind. And if you know scripture, you may recognize that the phrase renewing the mind comes straight from Romans 12, 2, that says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I personally love the New Living Translation of this verse that says, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So when we are talking about this key today, guys, we are talking about the transformation of who we are. And while we have covered this key a few times on this podcast, there are some really important aspects to this key that I feel like we've never really done a deep dive on. So I am excited about talking through some familiar points to this specific key, but also bringing in some just new deeper dives into some other areas. So I'm so glad that you joined us today and I hope that you enjoy the show. Well, hello, Brooke. Here we are again. Here Here we we are. are. But you know what? This is not just any day. It's not. Because wow. May the seventh, it's coming yeah. up, is the seventh mm-hmm. birthday of Mercy Talk. Yes, really? I wish I had a sound effect right now. Like a, I'm hearing a blowhorn in my head. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. seventh birthday, which is insane. I'm like, oh, we just started it doing is. podcasts recently, and then I'm like, oh, we've recorded like five thousand of them. Um, but yes. I don't know. We don't really have anything special to celebrate um, this birthday, but I did think it was worth, you know, recognizing. Happy birthday, Mercy Talk. Um, And to celebrate, we are going to talk about something that we've talked about a million times. (laughs) But I know that you and I have both talked about um, just this key. And we've, I mean, man, we recorded a podcast on Renewing the Mind a little over a year ago. Um, but even in, even recording that one, I don't know. I just felt like there's just been some pieces that have been, I don't, I don't know if I would say missing, but just like, we haven't, we haven't been able to dive deep into some areas of this key that I think are so, so important in us understanding mm-hmm. it. So I'm just really excited to talk about something that we've talked about a million times, but just bringing right. in some new thoughts, um, and expanding some areas that I think needed to be expanded. So um yeah that's great and i didn't like the last one and so Brooke that works out <laughs> i'm pretty like sure it. like as soon as we finished recording you were like hey we need to do it again <laughs> <laughs> so here we are so we're just gonna <clears throat> slide this one in there and delete that one and we can just uh, uh just, just move on um yeah <laughs> yeah no i i um guys i mean we're just real people and sometimes we're on it and sometimes we just don't feel like we're on it but I do, I do feel like um, this one deserves this one deserves our best. So, in Jesus' yeah. name, today is our best. That's what's, that's what we're bringing to the that's table, it. y'all. Um, but 
I do think before we, you know, anytime we talk on this key, and if this is the first time you've ever heard us uh, talk about this or your first time to ever listen to Mercy talk, I think it's so important and foundational. Um, you know, we're like, oh, renewing the mind. It's so important. It's such a big deal. We should do it. And I think once I started understanding why, because I, I think I knew conceptually like, oh, yeah, it's important because it says it in the Bible. But whenever I realized that that the enemy that we all have an enemy and the and mm-hmm. scripture is very clear about like who he is and what he does and it's kind of clear from the get-go that he has always and forever been a deceiver <laughs> that's what he did mm-hmm. like that's what he did in the garden and that's his that's his mode of operation and john eight forty four is a scripture we always talk about when we talk about this key because i think it just captured it perfectly so i'll read it it's John eight forty four, and it says um, that the devil was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. <clears throat> and this key of renewing the mind is all about truth and lies and And so when you look at the fact that I have an enemy and my enemy's mode of attack is lies and deception, then I understand at a greater level why this idea of renewing the mind is so important. Um, And so I just think it's foundational for us to kind of start there. That's who that's that's who our enemy is. That's what we're talking about. And that is why this key is so important. Yeah. And I think, you know, another reason why this one is so important is and maybe somebody could argue with me, I don't know, but um, is that this is one of the ones that is so evident physically too, Mm. right? So there is all of this super scientific evidence about what happens in the Mm -hmm. brain when we stop thoughts, right? And even like, um, you know, just, just how the, you know, neural pathways are created and then recreated and how the brain can adjust and how if we have had a belief you know, if we have lived in fear and stress, how like it, you know, your brain changes, how your amygdala grows and then your frontal lobe, which is the part that is rational, right? Stops working. Like they all, you know, and it's just so incredible. Um, my husband and I were talking about it cause he's in a doctoral level neuroscience class right now. There's a <laughs> lot of, we can talk about that later. Um, but, but it was just like, he goes, huh? It's just like, you know, God knew what he was Mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally keeping us from, you know, physically being in the habit of fear or worry or, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. with depression, anxiety, and like all of those things. Like it is a physical combatant Mm -hmm. to our, Mm -hmm. our brain, right. When we renew Mm -hmm. the mind and it's, and it's, it's such a fascinating thing. And so it kind of goes into that. And this is just in my mind, right? Like when he talks about, you know, uh, test me and tithing. I feel like in some of these things too, you know, and we're like, I can, I have a very like tangible evidence whether or not that has, you know, been a blessing in my life or not. And this Mm -hmm. is the same thing. Like there is very tangible evidence about how Mm -hmm. this works. Um, you know, and it's, and it's pretty incredible because again, from a counseling standpoint, um, most of the world that's not Christian is super accepted. Right. Right. You should, renew your mind and then they take credit right. for it and I don't like yeah. that well so. it's funny too because I'm like yeah there was no you know back in back when the New Testament was being 
like or, or back when, you know, Paul's writing these letters, he's not going to be like, hey, guys, you got these neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yeah. if you know much about brain, brain science, but, you know, I've learned some right. like that's just not the language that they <laughs> yeah. had then. But it's like you could yeah. literally almost translate the scripture in current, <laughs> you know, like, hey, guys, yeah. this is actually this isn't just like a, an interesting thought or idea. This is an actual physical thing that happens that impacts as we all because we're you know we always talk about the holistic right. it impacts you spiritually it impacts you emotionally it impacts you meant like this all works together mm-hmm. but it is a very yeah. physical thing too yeah yes it is and so you know when we talk about like our tree analogy right like our belief system in our lives you know comes out we've got the the hurts and the roots and all the things that have happened and then that creates our belief system and that's where you see the fruit and it's super basic and it should be because it is a basic thing, right? Like at the, at the end of the day, when things happen and we go, oh, okay, this is, this is the, you know, I'm, this happened. I must be a bad person. We agree with that. And then we start functioning out of this belief that we're a bad person. You know, that affects again, not only your physical brain, right? Your physical body, but you know, the way that you see mm-hmm. everything, the way that you experience every, it is the way that you filter the world, mm-hmm. right? So that is your thoughts and your feelings and everything comes through is filtered mm-hmm. through, you know, that belief system, just like everything is filtered through from the roots, through the trunk to the fruit, right? Everything is filtered through that. And so, you know, and, and what's hard about here and everybody does this, right? But it is those moments of pain. And you talk about this at empower, right? It's not, you know, that time, that your favorite toy you <clears throat> right, know, broke. Right. Like it may have been mm-hmm. sad, right? But it's in relationship. It's in those times that we should have been safe or cared for or seen or delighted in or what you know, whatever it is, and we weren't. And then, you know, the enemy's right there to be like, You're mm-hmm. the worst. Mm-hmm. See, if you were better, they mm-hmm. would have loved you. If you would have done this, then that wouldn't have happened. If you know, all these things. And then we're like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're probably a kid when mm-hmm. half this stuff happens. You mm-hmm. don't know. And so, you know, what's what's really, you know, f- fascinating about that is that that is where when we talk about coming into agreement with the enemy, you're literally saying, you, father of lies, are telling mm-hmm. me the truth. And I am choosing to believe mm-hmm. you. Right. And so the thing is, as much as he goes and comes after us, the Lord is like, don't worry, because I'm telling mm-hmm. you how to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. You can start renewing your mind and. And even, you know, it's funny because um, I was listening to, well, probably the only pastor I listened to, you know, that Chris <laughs> Valentin. And I love Chris. He had, uh, okay. uh, he had a, a pastor from, I don't know, somewhere. This is, I don't know. It was <laughs> like good. I- it's on his podcast. <laughs> Go listen to it. And, uh, and he was talking about how, you know, like when his kids, you know, would say something not true, how he'd be like, we have to combat that with truth, you know? And then he realized, he was like, I really need to move into this Socratic method and allowing them to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is also what our, you know, I'm speaking this into existence. Our best friend, Dan Siegel (laughs) um, talks about, because that's how the brain works, right? It's not just that you go, this is the truth, right? That's a part of it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Like it is replacing, you go, that is a lie. I'm going to replace it. But it's also thinking it through. It's also going, uh, understanding mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Why that is, it's not true because that's what the enemy wants. And it's not true because that's not the character mm-hmm. of God, right? This is what he said. I am choosing that mm-hmm. instead, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then your other hopeful new best friend, Adam Young, right? You've been Guys, don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah. Riding that wave. <laughs> and it's good stuff. It is really good stuff. Um 
you know, and he's a, a, a therapist and he has a podcast called The Place We Find mm-hmm. Ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Is that what it's called? Um, and it's, we're always interpreting life experiences. So we find a way of interpreting what just happened in a moment of pain and heartbreak. And it is in this moment that the enemy offers you an interpretation of what just happened. And that interpretation isn't designed to entice you to make mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. agreement. Like that's literally what we've always talked about. Like, like in a moment of pain, yeah. the enemy. And I just thought it was, you know, like sometimes when you've said something a million times and then you hear somebody else say it in a right. fresh and different way, it just kind of like connects in a different way. It's like, yeah, he offers you an interpretation of what just happened. Right. And it's like, don't you yeah. think this is true? You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's when those agreements can be made. I do. I do realize in this moment how different you and I are, though. Like when you hear somebody say something that we've said, you're like, look, somebody else is saying it. And I'm like, we've been yeah. saying that. Like, <laughs> we, <laughs> you're just catching up. That's oh, right. My goodness. So that is very much the difference I know it's between wrong. you and me. I love yeah, it. I know. It's right now. That's why I need you. Uh, I think and maybe it's just a uh, just an indication right. of me constantly needing affirmation that what I think is right. Um, and you're like, I don't no. need that affirmation. No, no. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, you know what? I like that uh, one better. Right. Let's do that right. one. But that's it. It's it's enticing you that because that's you know out of out of our our fallen nature out of our brokenness out of those things it's just easier to believe the bad Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. right like and somehow and it's so fascinating um you know how devastating hope can be for Mm -hmm. people you know but then when we really think it through they're like it's not like having our heart hurt is not the worst thing Mm -hmm. that's happened right or having be disappointment Mm -hmm. isn't but we treat it like it is going Mm -hmm. to kill us you know, and we'll go do things that are going to kill us out of that, you know, out of but that like you fear. said, I just think um, there's that piece um, of so many of these agreements that we have made were made in childhood when we didn't have a grid mm-hmm. for uh, for how yep. to work. And I think that's why there's so much out there now about helping your helping your young kids understand how to process those moments of pain and sadness and yep. anger and um you know, but there's that, like, you just don't have the capacity to know how to process some of that stuff when you're super young. And so you can easily fall into these agreements. And as I was thinking too, just as you were talking, like, I was thinking to a, a pastor that I was talking to a couple of weeks ago, who was probably in his late fifties. And he mm-hmm. mentioned as, cause he had recently actually gone through keys to freedom. And he said, there was something that was spoken to me by a peer when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And that was an agreement. Like sometimes it's that the enemy plants these thoughts in our minds. And sometimes it's like actual little literal words that someone has spoken to us about us that like takes mm-hmm. root in our, and we make agreement with that. Um, And I can think of that too. I can think of like specific things that I heard or that someone said to me when I was younger that like took root in me and I made agreement with that thought or that statement. So sometimes it's planted by the enemy. Sometimes it's like actual words spoken over us, maybe by a parent, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. to this or you're to, you know, um, that we make agreement with and that can man, like those agreements are strong. They're impactful. Mm -hmm until mm-hmm. dealt with. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even, you know, that's the thing. It's not always the people. It's not always an abuser, right? Sometimes right. it's just like, 
accountability, like, hey, this is a problem, mm-hmm. right? And then, but the enemy's like, well, what they're saying is, and then you choose to believe that versus the person that you yeah. trust, yeah. right? Or, you know, um, yeah. and so, yeah, it can be just, I mean, you've talked about that too, like, it, right? You're like, when you saw that winning everything was like, this is yeah. how I get accolade, you know, you're like, okay, so that's it. Be yes, perfect. Yes, Got it. Yeah. You know, and same for me that I was told being perfect was an yeah. option. I was like, okay, this is what we're right. striving for. Right. Got it. You know, never even questioned and Some of those it. things um, I think, you know, uh, we, we've uh, shared the anatomy of a stronghold <clears throat> before that, mm-hmm. uh, that we got from Bob Hamp, but it's that idea of like, you make an agreement with something but the, and I'm hearing this more and more in other circles and other books and podcasts. I'm like, okay, here, here's another mm-hmm. common thought that's out there. That's like you out of that place of agreeing with something from a moment of pain and heartbreak, you, you decide like to avoid that pain, to avoid those thoughts, I'm going to go do this. And so, yeah, you know, there were things that happened in my life that I started to believe and make agreement with the idea that like, I was unworthy and I was less than everybody else that I was inferior to everybody else. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to feel that way. I don't like that thought. So I'm going to go out and be better than everybody else at everything. And I'm going to be perfect at everything. And I'm going to just destroy everyone and everything that I do because I have to be the best so that I don't Mm -hmm. feel this, this lie that's over here. And so, yeah, we, we take these agreements and then we start to try to figure out how to get out of them or how to comfort ourselves from them or protect ourselves or defend ourselves from them. And therein lies, therein lies bondage. (laughs) That's why those agreements though are so impactful and so powerful in our lives. If we don't look at them and address them. Yeah. And I mean, on that note, we can give some examples because that feels like, a good yeah. idea, right? Um, so some of the examples are <clears throat> like, uh, I have to prove myself. Um, God does not hear me or care about me. I'm alone in this world. I'm too sensitive. I can't trust anyone who is an authority over me. I'm too needy. All men are out to hurt me. All women are out to hurt me. Depression is just part of who I am. God has abandoned me. No one really cares about me. When something goes wrong, it's always my fault. Um, Or when something goes wrong, it's never my fault. I'll add that one in there. That one's for me. Um, God, God will ultimately, well, God will always ultimately disappoint me. Um, I'm damaged goods. I'll never get past the struggle. Mm -hmm. And they go on and on. So, you know, it's very, yeah, yeah, sad. If this is like new for you, I I think that can be helpful to hear like, oh, those or what you're talking about when you say agreements, like I have thought some of those things or something similar. I think that's really helpful. And, you know, like, here's what I think definitely happens. There is usually an initial moment in time, like when I make an agreement with a lie. And so I'll use, I think you might've said one of these of like, uh, God doesn't hear me or care about me. Like there may be, there may be a moment where something happens and you make agreement with this lie that God doesn't hear me or care about me. But then after I make that agreement at some point in my life, and it might've been when I was seven years old, you know, after I've made that agreement, every single time I experience something that even remotely like seems to support that or confirm that it just like seals that agreement once again. So 
you know, maybe something happened to me. Maybe, uh, um, I don't know. I got like bullied in the second grade and I made an agreement that God doesn't care about me. Fast forward 10, 15 years and I'm praying a prayer and God doesn't answer it the way I want him to answer it. And it just seals that up. Yep. See, once again, God doesn't hear me and God doesn't care me about me. And then three years later, I walk through a, maybe a tragic loss in my life. And I'm like, yep, just like I thought, God doesn't hear me and God doesn't care about me. So it's like these experiences that even if they seem to support that lie, then it just confirms it. It seals it up again. And that original agreement that I made when I was seven just grows more and more in my heart. And like it shapes, it literally starts to shape the way I see everything, the way I see the world, the way I see my life. And, and to be honest, what I think it happened there is that at that point, it doesn't even seem like it's just a belief. It just seems like it's a fact. I mean, I've said that right. about things in my life before where I'm like, look, I know that you're saying that this is just a lie from the enemy, but I feel like when I look over the course of my life, it just seems like it's a fact. Like, this right. is just what's true, yep. right? And so I think that's what's so that's what can, that's what can be so very powerful about these agreements that we make is that when we just start to like when they just seem like they start getting confirmed over and over and over, um, mm -hmm. then they just take a deeper root in our life. So this one of the reasons why I felt like it was so important that we dive into this specific topic when it came to renewing the mind is because I feel like we've always mentioned it. We're like, yeah, it's really important. You make agreements and you need to break agreements. But like we haven't really ever done a deep dive into that at all. And I think what's so important to understand mm -hmm. about them is that agreements are basically effective until we break them. And so it's mm -hmm. not enough and I think sometimes, I mean, I found myself guilty of this when I talk about this idea of renewing the mind, I sometimes just can like boil it down to, it's just simply identifying the lies and then telling yourself the truth. But I just don't think that that goes deep enough because if you don't actively break agreement with those lies, you are still in effect bound to them. So, mm -hmm. and, and I was reminded of this when I did hear, you know, this podcast that Adam Young did, uh, I don't think he did it years ago, but it was on this idea of breaking agreements. And he actually said, he said, believing the truth is not going to get the job done. Like, it's just, that is not mm -hmm. going to get the job done. Cause when you've made an agreement, you aren't just believing a lie. That's, that just doesn't go far enough because like on a spiritual level, you have made a bond to this lie. You've made a pledge to this lie. And so it's a very, very, very important step in renewing the mind to actively identify and break agreement with the lie. Um, because mm -hmm. only then will truth begin to like be able to permeate and replace it. Yeah. I mean, and I think, and again, I'll go just how that plays out from a physical standpoint is if you have believed a lie your entire mm -hmm. life, or for a long period of time, recognizing it logically and doing all of this doesn't just change your mm -hmm. brain. It doesn't just change the way you operate, right? The habits, if you will, that have been formed. And so it's a, it's, it's knowing that at a spiritual level, you know, so when that comes back up, nope, mm -hmm. we're not doing that again. I didn't go, you know, and we can stand in that. We can stand in that agreement. We can stand in that, you know, spiritual place because that's what the enemy is constantly trying to do right well you didn't really forgive mm -hmm. them or you didn't really do that like whatever thing steals our joy and our freedom you know and, and being able to say no that's not mm -hmm. true mm -hmm. i did <laughs> you know and being able to um function you know in that place and, and give it time for your your physical body mm -hmm. to 
get used to your brain, your thoughts, your feelings um, to get used to, Oh, okay. We're not doing mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm-hmm. Got it. You yeah. know? And so, and so that's why I've, you know, the, I feel like that's why God gives us these very active things. Like they are mm-hmm. active and they are consistent and we don't just do them once. It has, you know, a discipline takes yep. time um, and learning, you know, learning how to live a healthy life. And I know I've said this a lot of times, but it's fascinating, you know, people realize, oh, okay, I don't need to live this way anymore. And then they show up, you know, for counseling or whatever. And they're like, okay, I'm ready. Well, you don't know how to live mm-hmm. a healthy life. Like you have to learn mm-hmm. how to do that. You learned how to be unhealthy. Now you have to learn how to mm-hmm. be healthy. Um, this concept that we just like should know what that is, is just yeah. ridiculous. And so, you know, so all of that to say, but from, on a, from a practical standpoint, you know, how do we identify these agreements that we make? Cause like you said, you're just like, I'm just, just a fact. This is a fact of life. Yep. life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, and there's still times that I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize I was still operating yeah. out of that maybe in a different area of my life, you know? Um, but frankly, just pay attention to what plays over and over in your head, what plays over and over in your mind, what comes out of your mouth that is not in alignment with who God's character is. And also what he said mm-hmm. about you. If it doesn't line up with that, then it's probably an issue, um, you know. And so, you know, what doesn't line up? And then, you know, if you're still not sure, you can ask God because He'll start highlighting those things. You'll start noticing, you know, why do I say that mm-hmm. about you know, like what? Where did these things mm-hmm. come from? Um, and it's nothing to be afraid of. It's actually super mm-hmm. exciting to identify them and and be able to move on and move forward. Um, and if all else fails, ask your friends and family because they they know (laughs) they're aware and if they are the ones who spoke those things over you maybe don't ask them but surely you have one person who has not been awful i do think like uh, being able to recognize i know for me it usually starts with like the most obvious which you know when we always talk about that analogy of the tree we talk about the branches being like the behaviors i'm like that's where it always comes out for me it's like when i see a certain attitude coming out of me or like something coming out of my mouth and I'm like, where in the world is that coming from? Like, then it's Mm -hmm. usually like, Jesus, I won't need you to help me trace this back to where, what, where, what's at the root of this. And it usually always goes back to some sort of agreement or lie that I've made. Sure. And I think those negative things are things that when we know like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have that attitude or I don't want to have the, you know, but I think sometimes too, and I'm just going to call out, you know, the church, um, the things that you think are fine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and maybe they're not, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Um, And so I think that's just at a deeper level. Are we willing to, you know, allow God to literally transform us and come into that Mm -hmm. likeness, right, of Christ in the sense of some of the things that you believe and have been operating out of maybe aren't great and, you know, and allowing him to speak into those places and, and allow that to be, you know, healthy. So, of course, it's the thing like if you, you know, drop your phone and like absolutely lose your ever loving mind. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, right? Most people could it's agree like with that. It's an exaggerated response. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But then there's probably a lot of ways that you've been judging all the humans, you know, that you think it's out of, you know, well, God said <laughs> we should, you know, whatever scripture you use to justify uh-huh. it. So I think that it's, I think it's important too, that it's, it's not always things that we aren't comfortable mm-hmm. with some things it's things we're fine mm-hmm. with and that's not God's best yeah. for our life, you know? Um, and so at the end of the day, you're, you have them. So if you're like, I don't think I have any, well, just need to do a little more work. Uh, I won't diagnose <laughs> you now, uh, but I'll let somebody else do that. 
Um, but you know what I mean? Like you do. And so yeah. if we're just letting God speak into that place and, and he's so just yeah. good about yeah. it, you know, he's so nice. Um, and then, you know, once you identify it too, sometimes if we're super aware, um, gosh, I know, I know exactly what it is. I have no idea when it started mm-hmm. though. And that's when, you know, what we, we teach and what we talk about is asking the Lord to identify when's the first time that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because like we said, they usually happen in our most formative years. And it's incredible the things that, that God will bring up for people. Um, you know, how many, gosh, so many stories, but just moments of like, you know, I remember sitting in the car and I saw my mom talking to another man and realizing, you know, she was having mm-hmm. an affair and like, oh, no one can be mm-hmm. trusted. That was the know? agreement that was or made. whatever right. it is. Right. Yeah, that was the agreement. And like, this is, you know, she was like six. I don't, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just these things. And what's so cool is that, you know, God remembers, he takes us there and then, you know, he'll, and then allowing him to enter that mm-hmm. space and go, you know, um, let's, let's break that mm-hmm. agreement. Let's take, you know, let's think through what this is now. Right. And, and what we decided and how we've operated out of that yeah. lie, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, you know, it's intense, but it's pretty Mm -hmm. simple, Mm -hmm. frankly. Yeah. I I remember the first time I heard that concept and it was just something that was very, I had just never heard that before of that, of the power of actually asking the Lord, like, when did I first come into agreement with this and literally letting the, you know, seven year old (laughs) break agreement with that lie as opposed to the 40 year old, you know, um, And I think it's important then to just even talk about, so how do you actually break agreement? Um, And, and it's really, like you said, not a complicated or like weird process. It's just simply using the authority that you've been given as a son or daughter of God to, to speak, like actually speak out loud to the enemy um, and, and name that specific agreement that was made and, and confess that and then verbally, like out loud, verbally break agreement with it. Um, and the, there was a piece of, of the podcast that I listened to from Adam Young on this that I thought was so interesting. He said, when you do this, this is not a prayer. If you start talking to God, you're yeah. talking to the wrong person. You didn't make agreement with God. <laughs> you have to actually address mm-hmm. the enemy. And I was like, oh yeah. my goodness, that that connected with me so much. Cause I do think that we've, we've typically said, you know, yeah, like just, just pray a prayer and break agreement. And I'm like, well, that's actually two very different things. It can, that I, I actually am addressing the enemy when I'm breaking agreement. And I'm basically saying, I mean, it can be as simple as saying, you know, today in the name of Jesus, I break agreement with the lie that, you know, no one can be trusted. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just declare that the truth of God is what reigns in my life. And that can be it. And, and here's what's so important to know when you are doing this, like, like I said, you are actually using the authority that you have as a son or daughter of God. And it's so important for you to understand and know that the enemy responds to the name and the authority of Jesus. And so when you are breaking agreement and you say that in the name of Jesus, I am breaking agreement with this lie that I have come into, you know, like this bond with the enemy responds, the enemy has to back off. And, and, and you can, you can know and believe that that agreement has been broken. Now, does that mean it's done? Like you said, absolutely not. Just because you've broken agreement with something doesn't mean that the process is done and now your mind is renewed. There is a definite process that you have to walk out at this point and as you move forward. Yeah, I mean, and I think in remembering too that you have to replace mm-hmm. it with something, 
right? And so, um, and and that's where we ask him, like, what is the truth? Mm-hmm. What is the truth that I'm replacing? You know, directly hearing it from God, go to his word, right? And then um, what, I don't even, golly, how long have they been doing truth statements at Mercy since the it's beginning time. of time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I love it. And that's one of the exercises, you know, that, that they do in the Mercy Homes and they do in the outpatient and all, all of the staff mm-hmm. <laughs> have started doing is that you just go and identify the lie and then you replace it with mm-hmm. the truth. What does God's scripture mm-hmm. say? Right. It's not just how I feel about mm-hmm. it. You know, it's the actual truth that that comes from the Lord. Um, you know, and, and it, I, this is, I, and I have no, this is not a theological discussion, so I'm not going to get there, but I think it's in, is it Matthew 11, um, when he talks about sweeping the house clean, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And then things leave and then they come back and they're like, it's worse. And I, you know, to me, that's such, um, when I read that and it hit me and I was like, oh, this is in my mind talking about that right we have to fill the place up it's not enough to get rid of it like you have to fill the place up that that these these lies don't have anywhere to come Mm -hmm. back to that the enemy doesn't have anywhere to come back Mm -hmm. to um and it's just really important that we do that that it's that it's not just we're not just battling the enemy and then not you know the lord has to speak into that that's where the power is that's where the healing comes from um, and so taking that time too, and remembering when it tries to come back, nope, it's full. Yeah. <laughs> like I, this is, this there's is no room for you. what I, there's no room for you. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, and it speaks to a deeper thing of that's why discipleship and all of these things are important, right? It's not enough just to get saved. I mean, that's great. <laughs> right. But these are the, this stuff, renewing the mind, like breaking these agreements, understanding how to live this you know, healthy, free life. That's what it's mm-hmm. about, right? That's the the place. And then you get to pour out to others in that same way and teach them these same things. And it, it's a very, it's very practical yeah. and, you know, um, which I'm very grateful yeah. for, frankly. I so. will say like, as we've taught renewing the mind for years and years now, you know, um, there have been just little pieces of this that have become more and more clear, even for me, um, because, yeah, I think I've heard, I'd heard for years. I mean, even in high school and college, just the important of like, replace the lies with truth, replace the lies with truth. I'd never heard that about the idea of breaking agreements and the power that those can hold over our lives and how important that piece of the process is. But then this part of like replacing what has been broken, which was the lie, replacing that with the truth, like you said, like actually saying, okay, it's not enough just to kick it out. Now I've got to fill it up with something good and true and right. And so, um, when we talk about these truth statements, a couple of things that I think have been important in my own journey, but then as we've continued to teach this is that, um, you know, there's like truth statements. I mean, we even have a download on our website that's like truth statements and they're great and they're from scripture. And I think that they are very true yeah. and they're very powerful statements, but it can be very easy for us to just get a list of truth statements or a list of scriptures and just read them like as just kind of words on a page. And I think something that shifted for me is when I stopped reading, reading true statements as words on a page or words in the Bible. And I actually allowed mm-hmm. myself to hear the Lord speak those truths over me. That was a shift. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When you hear God actually, and I'm not talking about an audible voice here, but I'm, I'm talking about hearing in the deepest places of my spirit the Holy Spirit speaking these words to me and over me, 
there's a shift that happens. And so I think it's, you know, if you're doing this exercise or you're helping someone else, help them to really see beyond the idea of just reading these truth statements, but actually hearing the, hearing the Lord saying them over them and to them. And then the other piece that mm-hmm. I think is so important is that it's not enough to just read or hear these truths in our heads, but there is, I just, I know I've already mentioned this. It's so important to understand that on a spiritual level, when you speak the word of God out loud with the authority of Jesus, the enemy has has to back off. The enemy can't do anything against the spoken word of God. He can't do anything against the authority of Jesus Christ. So it's not enough just to read them and like contemplate them and meditate them on, meditate on them in our minds. We have to speak them out loud, not just because the enemy responds to the spoken word of God, but also because there's something that happens for me when I hear my own voice speaking the word of God out loud and speaking the truth out loud. And so those were mm-hmm. two really important aspects of this. Um, it's not just enough to to read them. I need to hear God speaking them. And it's not just enough to read them. I need to speak them out loud myself. Um, and so those are two just kind of like side points on that idea of truth, truth statements and bringing that piece in. Yeah. And just to, to wrap this up, right. Kind of where we started remembering that, you know, again, the spiritual, right. The physical, like uh, all of these things come into play. And so it takes Mm -hmm. time. It takes time. It takes time to learn a new way of living. It takes time to learn, you know, to learn how to walk this out every day with God and and giving yourself grace mm-hmm. in that. Just keep doing it. And then it literally is a physiological mm-hmm. change. There is a change that happens. Um, and I think, Melanie, you, I don't know that I've ever actually given this example, but I know you have talking about the hiking trails, yeah. you know, and I don't, I don't hike um, <laughs> I don't per se, but I think it's a it's good visual, a right? Like, if you're walking around in the woods somewhere, I do that. Okay. I grew up in Louisiana hunting, so I'll yeah, tell you you that. I don't like to anymore just to be clear. Um, but I will say, you know, you knew where to go because there was a right. trail <laughs> because other people had gone there a lot and you go, okay, we go that way. Right. Like you literally go and create them. And, um, and I think it it's that same thing when you quit walking down them, then everything grows back up. And it's, it's that same concept when you quit walking down that road, of being in those unhealthy agreements, you know, your brain goes, okay, we're not doing that anymore, but it mm-hmm. takes time and you've got to quit walking mm-hmm. down it. And, and sometimes you're gonna feel really tempted or you're gonna be halfway down Wait, and you're like, oh, Hey, oh, I'm walking down, walking yeah. down it. <laughs> yeah. No, just stop, mm-hmm. you know, just turn around. It's okay. We know what to do. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully you have other people in your life that can encourage you in that space and just be praying mm-hmm. for you. I mean, more than you, you talked about the spiritual aspect of it, which is absolutely mm-hmm. huge, but we can't forget how this all plays out because so many times I feel like we have these incredible moments with the Lord. And then, you know, two days later when we are, it isn't different immediately. We're like, Oh, well, right. something's wrong. And that it's just not true. And we frankly have to be smarter than that. Yep. Okay. Like we do, we have to, and it feels, and, and one of the ways you do that is that you have, wise people in your life to go, Hey, you're doing it. Keep Mm -hmm. doing it. You know? Um, and all of this comes from a place from both of us. I mean, this is the life that Mm -hmm. we, you know, get to figure out. And it's wonderful because then you get to take authority in your life and you're not slave to your thoughts and your Mm -hmm. feelings. Um, and you can examine them appropriately and you can, you know, take control of the things that God has given you the authority to take control over. Um, and we're not just victims 
floating around out there, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's, it's a pretty great feeling to, to actively have this mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. you know, and in some ways you're gonna be great at it in some ways you aren't. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, but we just keep moving yeah. forward on it. And so. anybody who's walked that and stuck to that process and committed themselves to, to actually doing this, to renewing the mind, will say on the other end of it, like, oh my goodness, was every ounce of that work effort worth it? Like, it was so worth mm-hmm. it because when you have been yep. plagued by an agreement that you made back when you were seven years old and for the next 30, 40 years, it's impacted your life. And then you walk out this process and you see yourself kind of on the other side going, man, I used to think this, I used to operate from this place and I don't anymore. Like any amount of effort and time and process that you put into it, you're just like, you would do it again a million times over because the freedom on the other side of these, like these agreements and this, these lies, it's just, it's just worth it. Yeah, totally. It is. And if you're hearing this and you're like, that sounds too easy. Number one, you didn't listen. You should try again. Uh, Number two, just because it's simple doesn't make it easy. And I think, you know, and a lot of people are like, you can't just have simple solutions to all the hurt that I've had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. You can, because it doesn't have to dictate Mm -hmm. your life. You know, if you're not ready to let that go yet, that's fine. That's your choice. You know, but, but I think God made it very simple for us for a whole lot of reasons. Yes, yes. So many yes. good. Um, you know, so I just want to encourage you in that, in that yep. too, you know, for a few of you out there that are very angry that this sounds Yeah, like yeah. But I think it's good. You said it's not easy, but it is simple. He has made this accessible mm-hmm. to everyone, but it is a process yep. and it can be a it can be a hard one. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not complicated and it's not out of your reach. Um, so right. that's, that's right. really good. Um good. well guys, again. This is something we've talked about before, but I do think there are some areas that we were able to kind of dive into today that we haven't in the past. And so I hope that this has been encouraging, that this has been helpful, that you feel kind of better equipped on how to really walk out this very, very important key. Um, and as always, if the content in our podcast has been help, have been helpful for you, we're, we're very grateful if you would help us out by rating the show, writing a review wherever you listen. That just really helps to continue to get this podcast out to more and more people. And if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we've discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcasts, let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us today.